WLRN edition 77, broadcasting in three, two, one. I was born woman, off my knees I will stand for my liberation, sisters rise again. I was born woman, off my knees I will stand for my Greetings, and welcome to the 77th edition podcast of Women's Liberation Radio News for this Friday, September 2nd, 2022. This is Jenna, WLRN's sound producer and ever the grateful lesbian. Today's edition focuses on Michigan women's music festivals that happened this summer in July and August. I had the pleasure of once again joining my women-loving sisters in the Michigan woods. It was a special year for me, and not just because of the anomalous heat wave we camped through. My decidedly indoorsy wife joined me for her first time at Fest. It was a joy to watch her experience what women's space, what Fest, is all about. There's a magic to the woods that can't be described. It just has to be experienced. And for a woman who is less than thrilled at the idea of sleeping in a tent without indoor plumbing, she was already talking about next year by night one. Michigan Framley Reunion is my Mitch Fest. I look forward all year to those three days in August. Because it's true what's said about women-only space. Even one man in a crowd of women changes the dynamic. When women get away from men, away from patriarchy and all its necromantic trappings, our power is undeniable. I need, need, women-only space, and so do lots of women. Life without sisterhood is dark. The light that Fest creates shines all year. And to Dawn and the sisters that build Fest, I am eternally grateful, and I will always show up. In today's show, we'll hear excerpts of interviews Thistle did with Jory Costello, member of the all-female band Big Bad Gina, and instructor at the Women's Performance Initiative Summer Band Camp on the Land. And also with Emily Fay, lesbian feminist artist who sold her wares at multiple women's festivals in Michigan this summer. We'll also hear Thistle reflect on her experiences of Michigan this summer in WLRN's commentary. The team at WLRN produces a monthly radio broadcast to break the sound barrier women are blocked by under the status quo rule of men. This blocking of women's discourse we see in all sectors of society, be they conservative, liberal, mainstream, progressive, or radical. The thread that runs through all of American politics, except for separatist feminism, is male dominance and entitlement in all spheres. To start off today's edition, here's the fifth installment of Getting Organized, an activist primer with Elizabeth Miller, a monthly segment for WLRN that will give you ideas and tools to do your own feminist activism. Every month, for Women's Liberation Radio News, Elizabeth interviews a feminist activist about her work. These interviews are meant to inspire and instruct feminists in how to organize their own activist projects. In July 2022, Elizabeth interviewed Dawn Smith, the founder of women's music festival, Michigan Framley Reunion, about how she organizes and runs the annual festival. For more, listen to the full interview on WLRN's YouTube channel to hear about how Dawn took the festival from a one-day event in her backyard to an annual four-day women's music festival. So I am here with Dawn Smith, who is the organizer of Michigan Framley Reunion. And I want to thank you for being here, Dawn. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. I want to ask you, what gave you the idea to, well, what is MFR, first of all? Where did you get the idea to do it? And then how did you do it? I mean, this is a big endeavor, a big undertaking that you make happen every year. And I'd love for women to hear how you do it. Um, MFR stands for Michigan Framley Reunion. Um, Framley comes from friends that we choose to have as our family. The idea for it came after 2015, which was the last year for um, Michigan Women's Music Festival. And I went to that and I came home and I run a lesbian social club in Lansing. And a lot of the people that were part of that um, were part of Mishfest, had been there for a long time. And I just, for myself, I knew I was going to miss that space, even though I'd only been in it for one time. Um, 
And I knew that a lot of the friends and a lot of the people that had invested plus 20 years into this festival, really going to, there's going to be a big void in August during that time. So um, me and my ex-partner, who was also ex-producer, um, decided to have a family reunion, a reunion. And it, the intention was for Mishfest women to come, sisters, but also some of the um, L2L Lansing lesbian community that had never been part of festival to bring them together and introduce that kind of woman's space. Um, it was a one-day event in my backyard in 2016. And... Um, honestly, I just started asking people, I just started asking people like different women in the community. How do I do this? How do we put this together? Susan Frazier was one of them. Um, Sally Potter, who's performing at MFR this year. Um, she's active in the women's community here in Lansing and just started asking a bunch of people drum mama Sue. I don't know if you knew her, met her, but she was very active in, um, Mishfest and so I started asking them and they all just, we all just started meeting and talking about what we're going to do and how we're going to build this space. Um, Susan helped with the musical, like who could I call in for performers? And I just like, I didn't know how to negotiate contracts or what to pay or who to get. So I just started with some regular people like Karen and Mimi were two of my first performers. You know, I asked some people that had been at Mishfest and they were like, we're in, we're just in. And we're still friends today. Um, so it was truly a community effort that I might have bossed around and called in people, but it really was just finding the people who knew how to do it. You know, finding an electrician and a builder who could build the physical space, um, finding performers who could create the musical space, finding vendors that would be willing to sell their product here um, to create that whole community space. Because like other people go to music festivals and it, it's just a musical festival. It's a concert with a lot of concerts. But if you've been to a woman's festival, just a woman's festival, you know that it's much more than that. It's, it's, it's a community space. Like you're going into that space for the music, yes, but to get away from the world. Um, Area 51 was coined at Mishfest and it kind of carries over that place where we go for the 51 weeks out of the year where we have to put on our work face, our mom face, our friend face, our wife face, all and our protection, all of the armor we put on to be in the world as a woman. And, and we don't even realize what armor we put on. We don't realize these things because we're so used to them. We walk to the parking lot, we carry our keys, we walk out of our door, we look around, we see what's happening. We, we have awareness of our situation um, all the time. And we don't even realize how much armor until we start taking it off and we realize how light we are when we're in a woman's space. Like how, like you feel like you lose 50 to hundred pounds because it's so heavy and you don't even know it. People who've met women, who've never experienced space without men don't realize how heavy we are until we get into a space without men. It, it, it's just, and so that was probably my primary motivation. Like you just don't know. Women just don't know until they do it. Yeah. I've heard so many women say that to me. Yeah. That's exactly what everyone says after they go to a women's festival for the first time. Thanks Liz and Dawn. Next up, we have Emily Ann Lorenzen with Women's News from Around the Globe for this Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Take it away, Emily. Thanks, Jenna. In Washington, Julie Jamon, an 80-year-old woman, was banned from her local YMCA pool for asking a trans-identified male to leave the women's locker room. She said, quote, I saw a man in a woman's bathing suit watching maybe four or five little girls pulling down their suits in order to use the toilet. I asked if he had a penis and he said it was none of my business. I told that man to get out right now." Unquote. There was no signage in front of the women's locker room that indicated it was a shared space. And when she brought that up, the YMCA's CEO drew her attention to the pride signs and flags on the walls as if that was enough. On August 15th, 
about 30 people gathered in front of the YMCA to protest Julie's ban, and they were faced with about 300 trans activists, who harassed them and tore down their suffragette flags. As Julie spoke at the rally, counter-protesters shouted, trans women are women, in an attempt to drown her out. But she kept speaking and ended her statement by saying, quote, privacy, safety, and dignity for female human beings is required when dressing and showering. No less is acceptable, unquote. A panel of the Fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals is the first federal appellate court in the country to find that the Americans with Disabilities Act covers and protects people with gender dysphoria. The ruling is binding in states covered by the Fourth Circuit, which are Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia. The decision came after a trans-identified male sued the Fairfax County Sheriff in Virginia for housing him with men. The decision is not limited to jail policies, but also applies broadly to all areas of society covered by disability rights law, including employment, government, benefits and services, and public accommodations. As some states are placing safeguards around dangerous treatments for trans-identified people, including puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex reassignment surgery, it is possible that this ruling could be used to block those efforts. A group of lesbians were removed by law enforcement during a pride march in Cardiff, Wales for quote-unquote causing confrontation after they were verbally attacked by trans activists. The organization, Get The L Out UK, opposes the addition of transgenderism into the LGB category and carried banners that read, lesbians don't like penises and trans activism erases lesbians. In a video, Angela Wilde from the organization asked the police officer, quote, I want to make sure I understand. You are removing lesbians from an LGBT march. Is that what you're doing? Unquote. The officer responded, quote, yes, that is what's happening. For your safety and for other people's safety, at the moment, your march is causing confrontation between different groups of people, unquote. In the background, a man wearing a dress can be seen rushing toward Leanne Timmerman, activist and lead campaigner of the organization, while shouting insults. Angela said their action highlighted the way lesbians are treated within the LGBT community. Samo Al-Shihab, a Leeds University PhD candidate and mother of two, has been sentenced to 34 years in Saudi Arabian prison, which is the longest sentence ever given to a women's rights defender in the kingdom. She was detained in January 2021 while on vacation in Saudi Arabia and was originally sentenced to six years in prison over tweets she posted calling for women's rights in the kingdom. But when she appealed, the Saudi Arabian Specialized Criminal Court increased the sentence to 34 years in addition to a 34-year travel ban. There's been an uptick in sentences being dramatically increased during recent appeals in the kingdom. The marked escalation in Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's crackdown on dissent has caused a worsening situation for women's rights despite headline-grabbing reforms in recent years. Michelle Obansawin will become the first Indigenous person to serve on Canada's highest court. She is Abenaki from Odenak and a Franco-Ontarian who is fluently bilingual. She has served as a judge on the Ontario Superior Court of Justice since 2017 and holds a PhD in law from the University of Ottawa. She said, quote, I believe my experience as a Francophone First Nations woman, a parent, a lawyer, a scholar, and a judge provide me with a lived understanding and insight into Canada's diversity because I and my lived experience are part of that diversity." Unquote. She is also interested in addressing mental health issues and eliminating the stigma around them. That concludes WLRN's World News segment for Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm Emily Ann Lorenzen. Share your news stories, announcements, and tips with us by emailing info at womensliberationradionews.com and letting us know what's going on. 
thinking she's invisible from your stance She gets it all on tape But she's the one who's blamed when your life doesn't turn out like it planned She spends her nights looking for mysterious Needing dark and shady in her That was Big Bad Gina performing one of our next guest's original songs called Picture This. Jory Costello is a long-standing Mitch Fest musician and instructor with the Women's Performance Initiative in Michigan. Thistle sat down with her in the woods of Michigan under a little awning. There are times during their exchange that you can hear the soft pitter-patter of the rain as they talk about Michigan and what it has meant for Jory as a musician and lesbian. All right, so I am in the woods of Michigan with Jory Costello, and she is a Mishfest performer. Uh, when Mishfest was having its heyday, she played with Big Bad Gina, and she's an all-around amazing musician. I was just a student of hers in the ukulele ensemble, and so welcome, Jory. Thank you, Thistle. It's good to be here in the woods of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So so tell us a little bit about how you discovered Michigan. Well, I'll have to backtrack a little bit to um, being a camper at summer camp in the Ozarks of Missouri. And there I was drawn to what I later found out to be women who were lesbians and and uh, at that camp, I was just drawn to very strong, competent women, who then, as I grew up, started seeing me as a little baby dyke. And when I was of age, they asked if I wanted to attend festival. One woman in particular, who shall be named forevermore for Pat Patton. She took me to my first festival, Midwest Women's Festival in the Ozarks. And... Um, I came right out of Christian school and she took me to festival knowing, using her intuition to know that this is probably where I belonged and there was no looking back. I came blazing out of the closet and uh, into my true purpose in life. <laughs> and Midwest was plenty big for me for many years. For 10 years, that was the only festival I attended because it was, I, I was a pretty shy person, really. I was very shy, painfully shy as, as a young young girl. At summer camp, uh, yeah, um, it, it brought me out of my shell at summer camp. So when I finally got to Michigan in 1997, it was like big girls summer camp. And more and more I came out of that shy shell because I felt so safe and welcomed and and encouraged here and in every women's festival space I have felt that love and encouragement and it's helped me to 
to grow as a person, but also grow as a performer, grow as a lesbian feminist into, you know, making songs that are more boldly claiming that state, those statements. Yeah, and have you gotten any backlash for that? Some, yes. I also am very careful where I where I um, proclaim that some t- uh, there are some songs that I just won't sing in mixed company because I don't want that backlash. I you know not that I don't want to talk about it, but I don't want to be a target. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I I do know what you're <laughs> yes, saying. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I like I think I keep I um in some ways I keep my my work in a very safe space for me. Mhm. Mhm. Can you talk about WPI, what what that stands for and how you got involved? Yes. Stands for a Women's Performance Initiative. And it is a um, a more broad name to what the organizers want to create. They want Women's Performance Initiative to branch out into several different things. So they present Festival on the Land Music Camp for Women and Girls. I know it's 13 words in that title, but it can, it, it, um, can be summed up to band camp. Yeah. And it was a 30-year vision of the organizer... Lori Jorsky and her wife Lynn Belecki and um, I've met them through various performance venues and um, festivals, National Women's Music Festival in Madison, Wisconsin mm-hmm. excuse me Middleton, Wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> a suburb of Madison <laughs> yes <laughs> and um, played music uh, kind of on the periphery of Lori and she approached me about playing music with her on her set at National and and other members of Big Bad Gina have performed with her a song or two in her sets at MFR should I family elaborate? reunion yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we just every year we just get a little more and more music together and when I heard about her vision for WPI and she asked me to lead an ukulele group I said yes and that was last year of course it should it would have been earlier but um, 2021 was our first festival here on the land and I just really loved the vision because and I love girls rock camp vision too but you go home every night and and it's an urban setting and this is a land setting where I get to be like a, a coach during the day and then hang out with everybody at night and be on this sacred land and and cut a rug at the dance that's right last night for example kick it up kick your heels up yep dancing is you know music goes with dancing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) vice versa it all goes together so yeah I do love to dance I do love to sing I love to teach I love to write songs that are Meaningful. That was Alex Dobkins' advice to me. She said, write songs that are meaningful. Oh, Alex. Say her name. Mm. Alex Dobkins. Yeah. So that's how you got to Michigan, and you're still here, and WPI is in its second year. Yes. What is the vision going from here? We had about what fifty women come this yes, weekend. This week like doubled from last year. It's still very small, but we definitely want to spread the word. If you're a musician, if you're a wannabe musician, if you just want to come and watch musicians, this is a place for for music to be played on the land, to be taught and learned and shared. What kind of music? All kinds of music. There was a string quartet, there was a fusion orchestra, there was an ukulele ensemble, there was an improv jam band, there was a songwriting um, uh, project, and taiko drumming, can't remember, I can't forget that. And frame drumming, and world percussion, and um, uh, trademarked by Judith Castleberry, the Big Up, the Female Power Band. 
which I led that and I I was very ambitious with that goal and my my first vision was to write a song together but during warm-ups just getting to play together we decided to do three um, covers that were female empowering and it was really fun and we rocked out and ended the night with a big sing-along dance along in the rain to sister sledge we are family with a full rock band yeah and talk about the youngest member of that rock band she's been your student for about a year yes um we've met here at wpi last year and she was 11 last year. She's 12 this year. Yep. And she contacted me, her and Mama contacted me during the year and asked if I would do private lessons online. And of course I do. And it's been really fun watching her blossom as a musician and, and be more comfortable with herself and her playing. She's quite the ukulele player now. She, this year she tried bass and then was smitten with the drum set. I know. <laughs> and she got all dressed up for the show last night. Total rock star. Yeah. So it's Very fun to see her in it's rocking it out. And she played keyboard too and held down um, a, a bass synth part. Amazing. So really the, the philosophy behind WPI and your philosophy as a teacher is Anyone can pick up an instrument and learn to play it and participate. You do not have to be already rehearsed and knowledgeable. In fact, we're, I don't think we ever looked at any black dots with lines on a page. Not in my groups. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to encourage women that are listening who are not musicians but love music to come to WPI because it's a very safe, emotionally safe environment for you to play a few chords if you've never played a chord before and have an instructor help you and work with you all week. All week. You get to do this all week and you can go to as many sessions as you can as you can handle. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was in several performances <laughs> last night. I was in the Taiko crew, the ukulele ensemble, and, oh, gosh, what else was I in? I was in the songwriting crew with Tret Fure, which was Fury. <laughs> Pronouncing her name has, has been a thing, apparently, for her her whole life. Um, and it was just, it, it was so, and I went to a songwriting workshop where we focused on lyrics and words. And I just, I never felt insecure. I felt like it's okay. I don't need to be perfect at these things that's why I'm here is yes. to be guided by these amazing instructors I mean and to have that quartet on the land I woke up in the morning went down the trail and I heard them rehearsing I couldn't believe how beautiful it sounded in this context to yeah. hear that classical music like that and those are some professionals that like 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 at the top of their game. They know how to read the most complicated music and make it come to life. And that that was they do read some music and and that is um okay, I'm going to be a little honest here that is not my strength. I do not read music very fast. <laughs> but I can I can take a lyric chord sheet and bring it to life and hopefully encourage others to do it too with just counting. I think of music, we can break it down into math, memory, and muse, or rhythm, beat, and melody, or just a combination of, of letters, numbers, and symbols. Mm -hmm. I like my threes, my groups of threes. <laughs> and, and being here on this land and you don't just learn music. There are life lessons that you learn being in such a safe space and such a women's community and such a place that there's no other place like this on earth. If you haven't been to the land, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think you've never I, experienced being here. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. Right, no which is which like is it. to me the the sad part about Mishfest ending, is that 
so many young women heard that it was a hate fest. And so they never came. So far from it. It's just the opposite of that. Just the opposite. I've so, learned how to love more deeper, respect deeper, honor each other and the environment deeper. And the uh, the less that, I mean, at least where I'm at in my, you know, growth as a, as a human woman, um, just the lessons come really fast and sometimes really hard. And there's a saying, one of my friends say, if you don't cry at a festival, you haven't you haven't experienced anything yet. I mean, I've cried at least four times this this week over various things and just learning and growing. And sometimes it's painful, but it's in such a, it's in such a safe space that you can let those emotions out. Absolutely, it's about getting into your most intimate, vulnerable, and yes, naked space. And yes. That is important. That is important to be able to really get naked and walk through the woods and take showers naked out in the open. There's nothing like it. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. And mm-hmm. and I found that I do need it. And I will take a, you know, at least once a festival, I will take my naked run through the woods. And it's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Slapping the mosquitoes as you go. You gotta run. You run, and then they, <laughs> they run. They're, they're not fast enough. <laughs> oh my it, goodness. It, it's, it's still a little, you know, like, unless you do it every day, which I don't, but you know, it's just, it's such a thrill. Like, and if it's rainy, you can take all your clothes off and get drenched, and it's okay. Uh huh. We're so wound up in the city. Yeah, yeah. And you come out here. And I, it's, it's like they have this thing called re-entry, <laughs> right? Because so you've been real. here, and when I first set up my tent, I was still sort of halfway out in Area 51 and halfway here. And then you feel this little ball, this little coil start unraveling inside, and then it just unravels and it unravels. And then by, I would say, around day three... You just feel unraveled and relaxed and you're in a different culture and one that you can't really experience in the city because there's so many people and you're in your little tiny apartment or your house and you go to work and you're in your car and you're all kind of wound up and maybe you have a yoga class where you can unwind a little bit, but it's not like unwinding out in the woods surrounded by women because sometimes when you unwind you find a little knot Mm. and you might need to cry out and then here in the woods you're received by the land I cried out in the woods myself I went on a walk and I was crying and the the land receives those tears the land loves those tears and then you come out of the woods and you go downtown that's still in the woods and you're surrounded by women. Yeah, yeah. Intentional space created by women to retreat and regroup from patriarchal society. We built this as a necessity. We built this as, as with, with the intention of creating a different culture, a, a culture that has the hard conversations, that makes sure that we can all come to consensus about things that matter. A culture that is that maybe can be found in small groups on women's land, in, in little small pockets, but here is the the for sure the biggest and most well known place. It, it's it's a culture. We're not denying anybody any rights, opportunities. We are retreating and getting our needs met. It's about getting our needs met, which are never respected in patriarchal society. Yeah. So come to WPI next year, ladies. It's really an amazing experience because music is a part of all of us. It's a universal language. And you can learn the fundamentals. 
Yes, you can. Yes, you can. With your preferred instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say to our WLRN listeners? Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting female choices and voices. Thank you, Jory. Thank you. This is Joe Brew, and you are listening to WLRN. Johnson with August Moon, a song about the Michigan Women's Music Festival. Now we turn to an interview Thistle did with Emily Fay, independent artist and adventurer who sold her wares at several Michigan Women's Festivals this summer. All right, so <laughs> welcome to uh, WLRN's September podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I am on the land here in Michigan at a beautiful booth that has uh, blue and green and yellow and red flags with women's imagery in each of them and also a table with the stars and the moon on a tablecloth and then these beautiful yonis made from acrylic paint on little cuadras as we say in Spanish little um, pictures, little paintings of yonis, and I'm sitting with the artist. <laughs> so um, can you introduce yourself and say a little bit about your art and also how you found Michigan? Oh yeah. Um, my name is Emily and I, I started painting during the pandemic. It was really like, I definitely never thought of myself as a visual artist. I mean, I did photography and, and other mediums that were not... Um, you know, I never thought of myself as someone who could like draw. It was not something I was talented as a kid. So I really never thought I could paint. And then during the pandemic, I was just not working and looking for 
meaning and something to, you know, make me want to get up in the morning. And I started, I had seen, I was inspired by something I saw on Tumblr, another um, artist who I don't know who it was because I, you know, it was on Tumblr and it was uncredited. Um, but that was something similar, that it was 3D paint that looked like Yannick and I just thought it was really, really awesome. It actually, <laughs> it had like, like it was this painting with, you know, a 3D Yoni and then it said women. And I was like really inspired by that and I wanted to make it myself. I knew, I mean, my hope is someday that I can do classes and have women. My fantasy would be, um, you know, all of us can like get a hand mirror and look at our own vulva and then paint and feel inspired and feel more comfortable in our bodies and because this painting style is really easy and I think anyone can do it. I don't think it's mm -hmm. something that takes like a whole lot of technique so I would love to get every woman painting a, a yoni and having it in her house. I think that would be so That's awesome. It's a beautiful mishfest <laughs> vision. Hell yeah. Yeah I'm so happy to be here. It's really I mean this is my first time on the land and I had wanted to come in 2020. That was like my I had found out about it through Lesbian Connection and my whole plan of I was going to live with my folks and save money and come here the summer of 2020 and then you know finally I'm here two years later which is amazing um, and I'm just, it's just been the most amazing weekend. I feel at home here. I just feel at home in women's community when I'm around in a space that's majority lesbian and when it's women, it just, I feel like a completely different person than when I have to be out in the man's world and how I have to behave differently or dress differently. I can just have my top off because it's hot out. It's crazy hot and I'm hot and I want to not have to wear a shirt because it's uncomfortable. And I, I feel like this is the only place where I can really do that or on other women's lands too, but it's just, I feel when free. Did you first hear of Michigan and what Michigan was years ago and now what Michigan is? Um, definitely the first time I think I ever heard of Mitchfest was when I was involved with lots of trans community and I heard about it in 2015 when it ended and I heard about it in the context of oh good we shut that thing down good thing it's not happening anymore and I was like wait there was a a, a festival of women I well, I want to go to that like I and I remember feeling um, not like ashamed but like scared I, I remember feeling scared that my friends at that time if they knew that that I want that I was sad about it and that I wished I could have gone or something that I would get in trouble and it took me a few years of um, like lived experience with um, living with trans people to peek me and make me be like yeah, actually, like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with me because I want to be in that space. And I'm not a bad person because I want to be with only women. And I'm not a bad person because this is the place where I feel free and happy and, like, I can actually be myself. And I don't need to apologize to anyone or be ashamed of it. And anyone who wants to be in my life has to support that part of my life because it's, the, like, a, mm -hmm. the most essential part of my life now. Yeah. And yet there's still trans ideology that is on the land. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what our experience has been yeah. at this festival that is intended for women mm. who are female. I mean, all women are female. Women are female. There are no <laughs> yeah. men who are female. Um, but you know, this crazy ideology gets us saying and thinking all mm. kinds of crazy things. Um, this particular festival on the land, Women's Performance Initiative, is for women and men are not allowed. Um, but how, how are they able to get away with that? Mm. Obviously, Mishfest was not able to get away with that. Mm. Um, so um, just talk a little bit about what you've encountered here in, on this sacred land that, at a festival that is... is for women only, mm -hmm. but yet, what's going on in 2022? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not the only woman who's my first time being here. There's some other young women who's also their first time, and I think um, 
you know, I'm not sure like what context they heard about it under, but I met them when they first came onto the land and immediately I was like, yeah, women's land, da 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 and they, um, I was met with dead silence and I, I immediately told them, I said, you know that there's two other events on this land this summer that are inclusive, like that might be more your vibe, I think, um, it's frustrating to feel like I work so hard to seek out the women-only space and just knowing the history of this land and what happened to Mitchfest and it ending, like, and coming back with, like, programming that caters to people who want to do that. Here's your programming. It's here for you. You can do that, but we can also do this. And as we well know, that is not acceptable for the trans, trans activists? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, I think, um, I can't, I mean, I'm sure it's very frustrating for the women that are trying to organize these inclusive events because women like us, we don't fucking want to go to those. And then they're like, why don't the trans people want to come either? And it's, it's a very narrow, I think, number of women from this community who are interested in, like, who are going to fit that very small niche because... Uh, the trans people can't support it because they'll be supporting the land which supports the other programs that are women only and and so you can't have it what we're ways. finding at this festival these you know these two young women they didn't know what they were getting into yeah. but yet mm. um They've really they, asserted they've themselves. They've really asserted their yeah. queer theory and their flags, mm -hmm. the Pride Progress flag, so-called Pride Progress, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the woods no, near my campsite after a conversation with me mm -hmm. about radical feminism and the experiences I've had with trans activists targeting me right. uh, for harassment, basically, to harass me. Mm -hmm. And then after that conversation, suddenly right near my campsite, uh, yeah. you, I'm seeing the trans flag. Yeah, I mean, I think it really speaks to like the universality of the harassment that is ingrained in that community and that ideology because it's not like they, they didn't really necessarily know your history and what you've been through, but they still did these same behaviors of... Well, after I told them my history and mm. what I've been through than they did Which is the like same even behaviors. fucking worse. And just, I mean, I, you know, I'm someone that's like been a lot of places and come into lots of, like, tried to dip my toe into a lot of different communities and I personally just can't fathom coming into a new space where I'm a new person and trying to assert my ideology and my belief system onto the other people like I want to get the lay of the land I want to figure out what like if what I'm saying is actually appropriate and I find it um arrogant and rude to yeah. assert your well, ideology you know, in a space well, like this when we clearly this is a women-only space, and yeah. intentionally so. And let's talk about trans activist tactics versus radical feminist tactics. Mm. Like, last night, I feel that you and I were able to put some theory into practice. Mm -hmm. um, we both, upon discovering the flags, got all excited, and we wanted to do something, do a direct action, mm. and go talk to the director and of the festival and let them know that the, the this is this was a targeted act of harassment. Mm. And you agreed to be my advocate. It was victim-led. It was like a classic example of putting feminist theory into practice, mm. advocating for a woman who's been targeted by a misogynistic action. And yet, let's talk about Mishfest magic, right? Let's mm. talk about Michigan magic and our tactics and how we deal with conflict, how we deal with people that we don't maybe like very much. Mm -hmm. um, we were all ready to go and find the director and then the music from the stage called to us mm. and we stopped and we said, let's just go get the lay of the land. Let's just right. go enjoy the music. Let's just be open. Mm. And we sat next to those trans activists 
and we enjoyed the music. Yeah. And we didn't seek out the director to demand that the flags be removed. Mm -hmm. They're still hanging there. And then after that, after making that decision, um, a woman approached me and said, she called me over and she said, Thistle, just want to let you know that I really love you. Mm. You are wonderful. You are kind. You don't deserve all this targeted harassment. And I just wanted you to know that. And it's not about you. Mm. It's about them. Mm. And so that reinforced the decision that you and I made to not use TRA tactics of humiliation and yeah. demanding a change, but to rather assess, mm. absorb what's going on around us in an open way, and say, okay, put up your flags. I, I'm just not going to give any energy to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we handled it really well. I feel like exactly what you're saying, you know. And we can write a letter to, afterwards. Right, or I mean, you know, I, you know, I think um, time is short and we're sort of at the end, so we don't, like, necessarily have the time and space to really hash it out. But in my mind, the ideal would be if we could, like, really just sit down with these women and have a conversation about, like, I mean, I, I am, like, I'm curious. I'm, like, curious where they're coming from. Like, where where do you get the audacity, you know, to to... to find this place and have the conversations that we know from talking to other women this weekend that they've been having with other women here who who are all pretty much everyone here is a woman that's been to Mitchell's for years and years and years these women are not ignorant of these issues they know what the issues are they've lived these issues and I yeah I mean I kind of would love to like pick their brains and have a conversation and maybe they would be open to it in another time and space or whatever and and but honestly I'm they, I don't want to put my energy but there during right my now. conversation with them the one, one woman spewed trans rhetoric Ugh, it wasn't really a conversation because yeah. she sounded like brainwashed she's she yeah. she's in the cult yeah absolutely you know but what was shocking is that she was here mm -hmm. and was unaware I mean, she's a woman, and that's all that's required is that you pay the entry ticket price and that you are female. Mm. Um, but just how interesting. And then us not reacting. It's almost like they put those flags up because they wanted us to react. I absolutely think they did. And I instead of, so. you know, instead of escalating it, right. we just walked away and, you know, it's, it's like free speech, sister. I mean... I think mm. that they may be changed, these two TRAs. I hope. I mean, my, I my great hope is that having the real conversations with the women here who have really been through it and experienced it will give them more perspective. And even if they don't, you know, completely change their mind and come you know, come into feminism and, and get out of that bullshit. Um, I hope that at least next year they'll go to the inclusive events that are intentioned for that kind of stuff. I hope so that so too. we don't have to f be confronted with this bullshit anymore and we can enjoy our space and time and, you know, God bless, theirs. you can enjoy your space and time with men all you want. We're not trying to stop you from enjoying time and space with men. Y'all are the ones that are forcing men onto us and into our spaces. And we just want to be left the fuck alone. A woman. A woman. <laughs> All right, Emily. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to say to our WLRN listeners who are largely lesbians and radical feminists? Just keep turfing on. Keep being yourself. Keep loving women and not giving a shit what men think because fuck them. And come to Michigan. Oh, hell yeah. And come and find women's land. You know, look at Lesbian Connection. Find Mays. Like, there are so many lesbian lands all over this country that are 
so ready for new young women who have like energy and excitement about lesbian separatist space or even just women's separatist space you don't have to be a lesbian to enjoy women's only space and yeah like find these places it is a revelation as a woman to be in women only land to be able to be to to be able to be I took a shower in the stars the other night and I was walking around naked and there is no other place on earth in any anything I can possibly imagine where I would feel the safety and just the peace of mind that I feel here being naked being free like just having really so few worries so I think it is transformative. I think every woman and every lesbian especially needs to seek it out and find it because it'll change your fucking life you are listening to WLRN Michigan, Michigan, my home, my homeland. The place I intend to lay my bones once my time here on earth is done. Michigan, the place I call home. year, I took two trips to Michigan over the summer. The first trip I did was by car, driving from Madison down through Chicago and then up into that great state to Hart, the little town nearest to Mishfest land. I stayed in a hunter's motel in Hart that first night and then got up early in the morning to drive myself and my gear over to the land. I arrived at the front gate at around 9am and was greeted by a motley crew of women who had me take a COVID test and get my wristbands for the week. I was there for the Women's Performance Initiative's Band Camp, or WIPI, as we came to call it for short. That first day and night on the land, I felt the unraveling inside slowly beginning, and by the time I got up after my first night's sleep, I was ready to cry out all of the pain and disappointment I experienced living in patriarchy and to attend daily sessions of musicians and artists working together in cohorts to hone our craft and prepare for a finale performance the last night of band camp. I was surrounded by women camping deep in the woods away from cell phones and cell towers, men and male dominance, cars and big buildings. I began to feel like myself again after about the third day Not that I'm not myself when living out in the open of our male-dominated society, but I'm not able to show or express myself like I can when in the woods of Michigan, in our women's city. Because that's what Mishfest was. It was like a whole secret city, a whole secret society of women living in the woods for one short week in August from 1975 to 2015. I got to go five times, starting in 1998 and attending my last Mishfest in 2015, the very last fest before Mishfest was put to sleep. And what a sleeping beauty she is! And now, since the We Want the Land Coalition was formed shortly after the end of Mishfest, and as a group of women, they bought the festival land, she has been kissed and is awakening as a wiser, stronger, and more vibrant festival land every year. To learn more about the We Want the Land Coalition and their board of directors, their vision, and how they are opening up the land for development of women's music, arts, and events, go to www.tlc.org. That's www.tlc.org. There was an open mic on the second night of WIPI, the week-long festival on the land I attended that focused on music and performance. I eagerly signed up for it since I don't get to play in front of audiences much anymore due to TRA boycotts, threats, and blacklisting. 
Whippy had a house band. The instructors were all pros and ready to jump up on stage with me, even without chord charts or lyrics or anything, and just improvise and play with me. Carolyn Coble joined me on percussion and Jacqueline Burke on the violin, and it felt like old times when I used to have a band, Thistle and Thorns, and we would light up the night with our musical sounds. On the first day of programming, I joined the Ukulele Ensemble with instructor Jory Costello, the Taiko Drumming Crew with Carolyn Coble, and the songwriting class with Tretfuhr. All three of these classes were filled with women of varying levels of experience and talent who were all there to hunker down and learn for the upcoming week. Our instructors both challenged and praised us as we went along, and by the end of the week, we felt proud of what we had accomplished together. I was particularly taken by the writing class that Tret Fuhr offered and how my cohort synced up by the end of the week with some of the writing exercises. We found ourselves rolling with laughter in one moment and our eyes gleaming with tears in the next as we saw the influence we had on each other's poems. It was during that class one afternoon, late in the week, that the camp string quartet was rehearsing on the main stage downtown. And we were writing haiku, only yards away, when the mingling of the music and our words transported me to a feeling of being way out in the country at a sophisticated institute for the arts meant just for sophisticated ladies who enjoy each other's company. You never experience cultural arts exchanges like that in the city, and most certainly not with only women. I felt my consciousness and my body shifting during that momentous moment of poetry and song. I breathed a sigh of relief, relaxation, and bliss. contact info for many of my sister students in the classes, and I feel like if I want to, I can hook up with Creative Sisters online now almost any day of the week to talk music, do creative writing exercises in a group, and just build women's community and friendship off the land and in my real life here in Wisconsin. There is a whole network of women across the United States, Canada, and Mexico that is spinning and weaving together a new world, a world that honors, loves, and respects women. I got to tap into that network a second time over the summer and had the privilege of riding my bicycle pulling a trailer from Muskegon, Michigan to Wayland and the Pine Farm where MFR takes place every year since 2016. A bike and trailer, you ask? Yes, you can catch pictures of my ride on my Facebook page as I set them to public. It was glorious. I went by myself and had the best time jumping into Lake Michigan to cool off, camping in the woods, staying at a bed and breakfast in Holland, Michigan, and using my own two legs to propel me in comfortable motion to the festival and back to the ferry to cross the lake to Milwaukee. Thanks for listening to my musings about my experiences in Michigan this past summer, 22. And thanks to Jenna, Liz Miller, and Don Smith for talking about MFR for this show. Michigan is more dispersed now, with more and more festivals springing up on and off the land for women and girls in the present and to come. Next year, if you haven't ever gone to Michigan, please join us and you'll see how amazing it is to be surrounded by women, water, Lake Michigan, and amazing culture and music. Thanks for listening to WLRN's 77th edition podcast on Michigan Women's Music and Cultural Festivals this festival season 2022. WLRN would like to thank our guests this month for sharing their stories and music, commentary and art. Thank you so much, Jory Costello and Emily Fay, for speaking with us. Until next time, this is Thistle signing off on another WLRN podcast. If you like what you are hearing and would like to donate to the cause of Feminist Community Radio, please visit our WordPress site and click on the donate button.
Check out our merch tab to get a nice gift in exchange for your donation. And if you're interested in joining our team, we are always looking for new volunteers to conduct interviews, write blog posts, post to our Facebook and other social media pages, and do other tasks to keep us moving forward as a collective of media activist women. Thanks for listening. This is April No, signing off for now. This is Emily Ann signing off on another edition of WLRN's monthly handcrafted podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spinster, Overit, and SoundCloud, in addition to our WordPress site. Thanks for listening. And I am Jenna. Thanks for tuning in. Our handcrafted podcasts almost always come out the first Thursday of the month, so look for it on Thursday, October 6th. If you'd like to receive our newsletter that notifies you when each podcast, music show, and interviews are released, please sign up for our newsletter on the WLRN WordPress site. Our monthly podcasts are always crafted with tender loving care and in solidarity with women worldwide. We would love to hear from you, so please comment, like, and share widely. Stay strong in the struggle, and thanks for listening. for the patriarchal kiss how will we find what needs to be shown and then after that